Hey, this is Andy Holloway, and you're listening to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. This show is one of the most insanely idiotic podcasts that I've ever heard, and at no point during the rambling, incoherent podcast you're about to listen to did any rational thoughts emerge from these podcast hosts. So while you listen, may God have mercy on your soul. Welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. As always, I'm joined by my PIC, my main squeeze, my brother from another mother, my co-commish, Matt Graham. What's up, Matt? What's up? How about them Dodgers? Yeah, that's good for you. I'm glad your team won tonight. Um, the Eagles played a Thursday night football game against the Buccaneers that concluded less than two hours ago. They did. They did. Back to the Dodgers. I would scream like a little schoolgirl if my family wasn't asleep, because we're recording this at about 11.15 p.m. Mountain Time. But yes, we're going to the NLCS. Thank you for bringing that up. I really wanted to talk about that today. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for the Giants. Just oh, cause... you son of a bitch. I, you know, eh, give the Dodgers. It's fine. All right. We've got our NFL preview of week six matchups and our home league matchups to cover in today's episode. But first, a little bit of NFL news. The first piece of news I have... John Gruden is out as the Raiders coach. Special teams coach Rick Basaccia is in. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. Does the Raiders' fantasy-relevant players' outlook change at all? There's two schools of thought on this. There's Gruden's been calling a decent offensive, you know, decently offensive game plans for this season. So the initial thought is, yeah, they'll suffer. He's gone. There's also the thought that, like, well, wait a minute. Carr didn't really get along with Gruden. Like, and there's always that, like, when coaches get fired and things like that, like, teams rally around them. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a couple of weeks where the Raiders kind of like have like an outpouring of offense, but I don't know that's going to happen. Uh, my outlook for them is tough. You can tell that Sunday, like, I think we talked about it back and forth. Like, they look like dog shit Sunday. Yeah. And like, every podcast that like quickly recapped those games that did not know what was happening with Gruden was like, man, the Raiders just seem off. But it comes out that this stuff has been kind of in the works since Friday. So they were flat footed. They're going to keep trending in the direction of scoring nine points against the bears. So that's kind of what I see happening. Yeah. Flat footed and just not disciplined at all. Uh, Offensive coordinator, Greg Olson is still in town. So I believe we're going to get more of the same, which is not a lot of targets to Josh Jacobs. Juju Smith Schuster suffered a season ending shoulder injury. Is this good or bad for Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool? It's good. I don't think it's bad for them. Um, James Washington gets a little at deeper leagues. It gets a little interesting. Um, I think Najee Harris gets even more interesting. Oh yeah. Actually, I honestly think Najee might be the chief recipient of a bump <laughs> from Schuster going down, but I think Claypool, I, I don't know. Maybe it streamlines that offense and Ben can be more like he's got two reads deep and he's got one check down guy. Maybe that's all he should have because he doesn't have time to do much else. So I think it's good. I think it's good for the other guys in the offense. It's unfortunate for Juju because again, I'm a staunch Juju supporter. Love the character. Love the guy, but he hasn't been able to put on the field last two seasons and this injury does not help those matters. So unfortunate. 
Yeah, in a contract year too. I mean, he bet on himself this year. He's probably going to suffer a little bit in the wallet. I think uh, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson are both going to benefit though. Last year, all three of those guys received over 100 targets. So this should ensure that they exceed that and still leave room for Najee Harris, uh, as you mentioned, to continue what he's been doing through the air as kind of like a, a running game through the air. But last thing I have is the NFL has named Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, and Munich as finalists to host a 2022 NFL game in Germany. Matt, do Germans consume enough beer in order to be true NFL fans? Not only do Germans consume enough beer to be legitimate NFL fans, they also handle that beer that they consume well enough to be ideal NFL fans. <laughs> the exact opposite of Philadelphia, which watching that <laughs> Eagles game tonight, like, we're down 28 to seven and miles Sanders had like a three yard run. And like, there's just a shot of all these Eagle fans holding like double fisted tall cans. They're like, yeah, like they were cheering more for a Miles Sanders run than they were a touchdown from Jalen Hurts, which is just, I fucking love Philadelphia fans, man. I don't care. They get so much shit talked about them, but they are smart yeah. and they're loyal. And like, the fans aren't fans aren't emptying out when they're down twenty eight to seven. They stay to watch those games. They get drunk, pissed. And they they let the team hear it. I don't leave. You don't get off that easy. They stay for the late game. Miles Sanders carries exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but I think Germany is an ideal place for the NFL to reach out. Um, yeah, why not? Let's go to Dusseldorf. Yeah. So, so I pulled up some statistics here. Uh, Germany ranks fourth in the world in average beer consumption at ninety nine liters per year per capita. And for the Americans listening, I know we've got a ton of Polish folks who understand the metric system, but a liter is equal to four cups or 32 ounces. The U.S. ranks 20th at 72 liters per year or 300 cups of beer per year, a whole 100 cups fewer than the Germans. So, yes, Germany is locked and loaded and ready to join us in our drunken NFL fandom. Can I guess the top three? I would have guessed America, but I'm glad to know that they are 20th. So that helps me not guess America. So there's three countries higher than Germany. Ireland's Ireland's got to be one. Number not seven. one, but he's got to be one of them. Number seven? Number seven. England? Not in the top 10. What? <laughs> Scotland. Nope, Australia. Austria is number two. What? I, I'm I'm at a loss. I just named off my top alcoholic countries. Maybe nice. they're just drinking whiskey and yeah, other things. I don't scotch. Yeah. So number one is the Czech Republic at 188 liters per capita. That makes sense. I should have guessed countries that were having some rough. T- okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and Romania was number three. I said Austria is number two. So yeah, that should that rounds out your top four. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, way to go, Germany. Way to go, Germany. Welcome to the NFL. Uh, Moving on to our week six preview. In case you weren't tracking, we've entered bye week season. And this week we've got the Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, and the 49ers all taking the week off, licking their wounds. So our first matchup is between the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars playing in England at Tottenham Stadium. The Dolphins are favored by three and a half points and the over under is at 45 and a half. Who do you like, Matt? I like the Dolphins. Not betting on the Jags. Um, do we get to do an Urban Meyer segment this week since they're playing in London? Like, it's technically a home game for them, but it's in London. Bangers and mash, you can cut that out and we can we can do a whole thing. <laughs> I, got, I, I prepared some stuff just in case. I'm taking the Dolphins. I think that it's criminal that they're favored by only three and a half points. Because, like, what's the cut? Like, okay, neutral field. So you're telling me that the Dolphins are only favored six points? Because like, this is legitimately a neutral site. Like, we always say, mm-hmm. oh, if it's playing, this is a neutral site. It's London. I don't care if the Jaguars play there all the time. 
Trevor Lawrence, some of these other guys have never played in London, so it's mm-hmm. it's neutral. Um, yeah, give me the Dolphins, and give me the Dolphins to cover easily. Right off the bat, we are on opposite ends here, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, I'm really not comfortable picking either team, honestly, but on the one hand, the Jaguars are really bad. And on the other hand, Miami has some decent players, some decent pieces, but they're also really bad. I did see Tua was back at practice, but their defense is god-awful. They're 30th in the league in terms of points per game. They're 24th in run defense, 26th in passing defense, so just bad everywhere. So I'm going with the upset. I'm taking the Jaguars in England to give Trevor Lawrence his first win. And Matt, we are going to have an Urban Meyer update on the top nightclub in England. So stand by for that. Um... Did you just bet on the Jags to win the game? It's burned me once already this young season. So, yes, I'm doing it again. I'm a glutton for punishment. Cool. feel good about that. I like that you did that. Even if they <laughs> win, I'm like, whatever. Good for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, next matchup, Green Bay. They go to Chicago. They go to Soldier Field where the Packers are road favorites by four and a half points. The line's at 45. Who are you taking? Packers. I think Packers are going to win this game. Um, it'll be nice to see a more, like, stop your throat out. Green Bay Packers, which I was kind of open for against the Bengals last week. Like, mm. that game was close. Obviously, it came down to 17 missed field goals in the last five minutes of that game. And then it made one by Mason Crosby. But the Packers could have put that game away numerous times before that. So I'm hoping that they get a little bit more of that, like, that killer instinct in this game because the Bears just beat the Raiders. But knowing now what we know now, it's a little, it makes sense why the, mm-hmm. uh, the Raiders are so flat footed. So. Yeah, give me the Bears to struggle a bit more. I still haven't seen those flashes from Justin Fields that I'm hoping to see. And uh, I think the Packers can get it done. So give me the Packers. Yeah, I think the training wheels are still on for Justin Fields, which makes sense. Ricky quarterback, you know, new to the NFL, Matt Nagy, not the greatest head coach. And then Damian Williams, I saw today, is on the COVID list. So probably not playing this week. So they're going to be shorthanded, obviously, down David Montgomery, uh, now Damian Williams. But I think... Until they get Fields comfortable and let him run, they're going to be somewhat limited. So Green Bay is still rolling. We saw that. I know the win last week against the Bengals was dramatic. But again, that's only because of those 17 field goals uh, missed that you mentioned. And I don't even think that was an exaggeration. That might be the number. But give me the Packers in this one. Quick thought, though. With Williams being out, the Packers, the game strip should be Packers leading. Like, is this the game where they finally take the training wheels off from Fields? And like, hey, our only shot at winning this game is opening up the playbook and letting Phils do what they drafted him to do. There's a world where that happens, but it's not a realistic world, so yeah. we can keep moving on. But it, just a thought, to, something to watch for on Sunday. They, they did give Khalil Herbert, I think, 17 carries, so uh, if he is out there on your waiver wire, you should probably pick him up if he isn't already picked up. Next matchup, the Bengals. They go to Detroit to take on the Lions, and they're favored by three and a half points. The Lions at 47 and a half, Matt. Who are you taking? I should be taking the Lions because the Bengals kicker is not going to win with the last minute field goal. It's going to hit the flat. I felt so bad. He was so excited. And I was like, Christine was watching with me, and she doesn't watch a whole lot of football. And so it hits the flag, and she's like, oh, we made it. I'm like, well, he thinks that too, but that's not what's happening. Like, No. <laughs> also, the chances of hitting the flag and nothing else are – like, what are the odds of people hitting uprights and hitting flags? Like, it's insane. Like, it's just – the chances of that happening are very slim, yet it happens all the time. Give me the Bengals to win. I, that offense is just Chase. I think Higgins gets right this weekend. Burrow is getting crushed, but doesn't really matter. Throat contusions and all, he's still putting up numbers. So mm-hmm. I think the Lions are going to continue to struggle, unfortunately, for Dan Campbell and company. Um, and maybe they should get a Kleenex sponsor for uh, press conferences. <laughs> but love you, Dan Campbell, but probably get another loss this week. Yeah, last week, uh, Detroit almost had it. 
It kind of makes me think of that car insurance commercial with the old man. You got to be quicker oh, than that, but... I got you a dollar. But yeah, the Bengals are going to beat the Lions in Detroit. So taking Cincinnati. Next matchup, Houston. They go to Indianapolis. So interdivisional game here. The Colts are favored by nine and a half at home. The Lions at 42 and a half. First ones look good against Baltimore last weekend. Like, yeah. They lost in overtime on a, you know, Lamar Jackson's playing out of his mind. Sleeper for MVP, but... Yeah, Carson Wentz looked decent. Um, they've had some tough breaks. I think the the Colts have had some of the most like the toughest breaks to start this season. That's not being talked about. Like they're one and four right now. They could easily be three and two. That's the way the cookie crumbles. But they are going to get a win in Houston. I think they're favored by like eleven points, ten points, something crazy like that. So they should win this game. Covering, who knows? But I'll take them to win. Wentz snap count uh, at Wentz snaps on Twitter has him at thirty percent of the expected 2021 cold snap. And I believe it's 75% that pick goes to the Eagles. So they're almost there. They've almost got it, Matt. But it's the Texans in this matchup. So give me Indy. Next matchup, the Rams travel to New York to the East Coast to take on the Giants. The Rams are heavily favored in this one by 10 and a half points. And that line's at 47 and a half. What do you got? Rams. They're traveling to the East Coast. But they have 10 days of rest. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be starting this weekend. All early reports are that concussion was pretty rough. Am I am I hearing this correctly? Have you heard the same thing? I don't know if you were in the group chat, but someone shared uh, an article, but it said Daniel Jones spectates uh, Giants practice aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so Barkley's not going to play. Jones is not going to play. Uh, this is Mike Lennon week again, right? Um, yep. Kadarius Tony might flash. Who knows? But the Rams are going to win this game. Um, there's really no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, I've also got the Rams, not because I'm being biased as they are my team, but they're the better offense, the better defense, and they have better impact players on both sides of the ball. Uh, it's also Jason Garrett taking on Sean McVay as far as play callers. So, I mean, which offense are you going to take, right? You don't think you have to think very long about that. Give me the Rams. Next matchup, Chiefs go to Washington to take on the football team. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half, so almost got a touchdown. That line is high because there's no defenses that are going to be playing here. It's at 55 and a half, Matt. Who are you taking? Chiefs. Chiefs get right. Tough matchup against the Bills on Sunday night, including a light, lightning storm. Um, but I'm a big Bills guy. I picked the Bills to win that game. We did. Um, that doesn't take away the fact that Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and whether they struggle on defense or not. The Redskins aren't playing good defense. You lose that. There's not going to be a whole lot of defense. So now I, you are giving me the option of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense versus Tyler Heineke and the Washington football team's mm-hmm. offense. I will take Patrick Mahomes. Nicely done last week taking the Bills. For this matchup, though, the Chiefs have no signs of a defensive identity out there. But the good news for this team is that neither does the football team. I think plenty of points are going to be scored, so I'm taking the over. But give me the Chiefs and the better offense as well. Uh, no one's going to get any stops in this one. I think when they played Philly, did the Eagles score on every single drive? Every single drive and lost yep. 42 to 30. I think so. we're going to see the same thing this week. Agreed. All right, next matchup, Minnesota is traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers, and they're favored. So road favorites by one and a half points, and the line's at 46 and a half. Who you got? Sam Darnold bleeding through. So when he's facing pressure, he is not doing well. So the thought process here is that the Vikings are going to bring pressure and they're going to make him struggle the same way he struggled against the Eagles. That being said, they get Christian McCaffrey back this week, which is huge. And the Carolina defense played well. Like, the Eagles did not do well on offense. They had three good drives, and that's all they needed to win the game. I'm actually taking Carolina. I'm taking the home dogs to win this week. I like it. While you were saying everything that you said, you had that look in your eye, so I knew 
from the start that you were going with the underdog. And guess what, Matt? So am I. You know, Minnesota's favored, but I also like the Panthers. CMC and a couple of offensive linemen are trending in the right direction for a return this weekend, which helps push me towards the Panthers. You know, the defense is good, and Carolina is top 10 in the league in terms of run defense, allowing less than 100 yards per game. So that bodes well against a running team, right, in the Vikings. So let's get another upset penciled in, Matt. Next matchup, the Chargers. This is probably the marquee matchup. They traveled to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, where Baltimore is favored by three. That line's at 51 and a half. This is really tough because I have been here on this podcast picking against the Chargers, mm-hmm. and I've paid for it dearly. I mean, I, I think almost all of my losses, all of my failures have been picking against the Chargers, mm-hmm. including me taking their under for the season. Ouch, not good so far. That being said, I really like what Baltimore's doing. I think they're playing they're playing good defense, they're playing aggressive defense. Lamar's throwing the ball, he's throwing it efficiently. They're taking shots. I I'm taking Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. I think Herbert could struggle on the road. They just had a crazy shootout with Cleveland where seemingly he could get every pass he wanted. That's I think that's a fluke for that's a one off for the Cleveland defense. But give me <laughs> Baltimore to win this game in, in Baltimore. I'm taking the Ravens. Call wow. me crazy. I'm sorry, Nate. You know, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, they only play road games, right? This is nothing new for them. It's a little (laughs) different. Traveling, staying in a hotel, it's a little different. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore in years past has leaned on a heavy run game, but they're rolling out heavy doses of Devontae Freeman and Latavius Murray this season. They have Tyson Williams, who we've seen uh, be explosive at times, but they're just not going to commit to him for whatever reason. I think Herbert has been phenomenal this year, and Brandon Staley's defense does enough to keep them in positions to win ball games. I think they play that bend, but don't break kind of defense, right? We saw him do it in L.A. last year with the Rams, but give me L.A. Give me another upset. We're going opposite directions. Gotta love it. Next matchup, the Cardinals. The undefeated Cardinals travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns, where the Browns are favored by three. That line's at 49 and a half, Matt. We got it's another tough one. It's another <laughs> tough one to pick give me the browns to get right i think that that run game can dominate enough to keep the game script in favor of the browns keep kyler off the field and keep that explosive offense to a minimum of a amount of plays so give the browns to get right this weekend yeah i'll take cleveland because of what we saw last week against the chargers they're going to carve up arizona on the ground uh chandler jones is also going to miss this matchup and kyler's dealing with a shoulder injury so the same shoulder that hampered him last season so i like the browns at home to give the cardinals their first loss of 2021 and with chandler jones i believe that's a covid uh deal and they have a mini outbreak so i think there's some coaches and some players who are also missing time next matchup the raiders they're going to denver to take on the broncos where denver's favored by three and a half that lines at 44 and a half points who are you going with? He's, Matt's giving me the crazy I'm giving eyes. giving you that look. Giving <laughs> you that crazy eye. Taking the home team, taking Denver. There's just too many question marks with the Raiders. I could be wrong. They, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, they could rally around this uh, obstacle and, and, and do some good things in the field. The Broncos' defense is real deal. They're going to cause the Raiders' offense enough problems. I'm taking the Broncos one at home. Uh, I was hopeful when I read that John Gruden was out. However... As I mentioned when we were doing the NFL news, Greg Olson is still calling plays, so we're more than likely going to get the same offense. Run at all costs and start throwing to Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs after it's too late, so give me Denver at home. Next up, we have the Cowboys going to New England. They're taking on Bill Belichick, where they are favored by four points. That line's at 49.5. Who you got? Cowboys. Short and sweet. 
I don't want to talk about it anymore than I already have. Uh, no, look, I picked a letdown game last week, and I still think if Jones and Barkley would have been healthy in that game, there was more. I don't know if that would have happened, but it, there's a better chance that it would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't. They look dominant yet again. Yep. They continue to roll. They look good. They look good. They look balanced. It's they can. They look like they can literally go into a game and choose what they want to do to win that game. They can mm-hmm. run it out. They can throw it. It just it's frustrating. They're going to win the NFC East. And they're going to have a decent shot at making it to the Super Bowl, which is super frustrating. I saw pain in your face as you said that. I'm going to be honest. I've, you know, COVID was a rough year. Um, I lost my job this year. The Cowboys winning a Super Bowl would be right up there with devastating things that have happened to me in the last decade. So That'd be the cherry on top. You'd have no choice but to block Kill myself. Josh Callis oh, on Twitter. Oh, yes. Yeah block, <laughs> yeah, block Josh Callis on Twitter. Go. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, but the Cowboys are going to win this game. Patriots are, they should be one and four as far as I'm concerned. They are not, they don't look good. <laughs> yeah, they don't look good. Kellen Moore is well on his way to an NFL head coaching job, right? But for this matchup, New England just isn't a complete team, which I think goes without saying. Mac Jones probably can be that guy for Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels in the future, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. Dallas is definitely the complete team or the more complete team at this point. And even on the road going to Gillette, I do like Dallas, and I like them to cover. Give me the Cowboys. Next matchup, this is the Sunday night game. Seattle, so no Russell Wilson, uh, traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, where Pittsburgh's favored by 4.5 points. That line is low at 42.5. Who are you going with? Uh, Steelers. And to cover, I think four points is low for a home game against Geno Smith against the defense. It's not great. Like I could see if the Seattle Seahawks had that old school Pete Carroll defense to where they could limit that struggling Steelers offense. That's not going to happen. And the Steelers defense is also pretty good. Like I don't, I, I can see this being one handed very quickly and getting out of control. I can see the Steelers blowing them out. Might not happen, but I definitely see them covering by four points. Give me the Steelers to win this game and cover. You're telling me you don't like Geno Smith. Here's the problem. That <laughs> offensive line does not do a good job. And Russ Wilson holds on to the ball far too long. Geno Smith holds on to the ball longer than Russ Wilson does. <laughs> And TJ Watt and company is going to get after it. So Yeah, the the Seahawks are going to be without Russ, obviously, for a while. And that means they're going to lose games that they should have otherwise won with Wilson under center. I think that this is one of those games. Uh, Even Sands, Juju, he's out for the year with that shoulder injury. I believe that Mike Tomlin, Big Ben, and the Steelers can do enough to steal a win from the Seahawks here in prime time. So give me Pittsburgh as well. Our last matchup is Buffalo. They're going to Tennessee to take on the Titans on Monday Night Football, where they're favored by just four and a half points. This line's high. It's at 53 and a half. You're taking the Bills, obviously, but you like that over-under? You like that line? I don't know. It's tough to guess because Derrick Henry's a beast. They get Julio back this week, so they'll have Julio. They'll have A.J. Brown. Um, so we're going to see the Tennessee offense as advertised at the beginning of the season. Um, I doubt that Julio's 100% healthy, but I don't think he's been 100% healthy in 10 years. So... <laughs> But the Bills' defense, I'm telling you, they, they did good things against the Chiefs, and I think they continue to do good things against the Titans. And I don't think the Titans defensively are anywhere near capable of handling what Josh Allen brings to the table. Uh, give me the Bills, and I think that line's low. I, I would, you know, I think that you're betting that line hoping for a, a come-down, let-down game mm-hmm. off an emotional victory for the Bills. I think they're better coached than that. I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, the Bills look like the early season favorites to win it all. Tennessee looks like a team... Still trying to find a defensive identity. They've maybe looked like that for the past couple of seasons. 
They rank 24th in the league in points allowed, and they've played the Jets and the Jaguars, so they should be much better in that regard. I know Derrick Henry can punish the Bills, but unfortunately, he can't play defense, so give me the Bills as well. Going with the favorites here. Uh, Before we move on, did you have an update on our Week 5 performance, Matt, and our performance to this point? Yep, I did. Also, quickly, um, we're recording this on a Thursday evening after the Thursday night football game. Uh, me and Tony did get together before the Thursday night football game. We both took the Buccaneers to win. As big of an Eagle fan as I am, I'm not oblivious to how football works. Um, <laughs> so we both took the Bucks to win. They both did win. So that we're one and zero so far this week. Last week, we both went twelve and four. Another strong performance from your fifty-eight West King boys in the house. Through four weeks, technically, we did not bet week one. We should have thought better, but we didn't. Um, so we started in week two. So weeks two through five, four weeks of play. Tony is sitting at 47 and 17, plus 30. Woo. Get some. That's some good numbers. I'm not doing too shabby either. I'm 43 and 21, plus 22. So I, I'm four games behind you. I'm four games back on picking them. But we're both well over 500. Both having a good start to the season, picking winners. So we're doing great. This has been fun. We should start putting money on these picks. One of us should. One of us lives in a state where they allow it. The other one does not. So yeah, I've been putting money on other things and about breaking even. It's been fun though. All right, on to our home league matchups preview. We just finished five weeks of interdivision matchups, and for the next six weeks, so everyone's going to play everyone in the opposing division once. We're going to have the Axis of Evil up against the allies. I've been talking a lot of trash the past few weeks about the allies. So I'm, I'm fairly certain that this is going to blow up in my face, but in our first matchup, we have taking on Dak to the future. Scott. Josh is favored by about seven points in this matchup. Who do you like? I like Josh. I like Dak to the future to win this week. He's got Prescott. He's got Adams. He's got some, he's got digs going against that Tennessee defense. We just talked about. He's a little, little rough at running back, but I think he'll be okay. He's got a lot. So if the, if the Cowboys do well, he'll do well. The other side of the ball, though, we've got Goddard with the COVID designation. That yep. hurts. He did not get him out of a starting lineup. I know we were reading this. We're Thursday night quarterbacking it, but that's a little rough. And then a lot of question marks up the rest of the rest of his players who should all start, but it's not what you like to see on your team. So, yeah. It also hurts how you can – Dak the Future picked up Ertz and started him. Got a solid 11 points out of him. So, But yeah, give me Dak the Future to win this matchup. That was a good pickup by Josh, picking up Ertz. You're welcome. I did that to him. I told him. <laughs> I was like, seriously, yeah. I was like, dude, Goddard doesn't play during COVID. He's a top five tight end this week, yeah. possibly, because of what this game could be. But. Solid move and stealing that from Smoothie, although Smoothie didn't get the memo on Dallas Goddard. This is also by Apocalypse Week for Smoothie. He's got Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, Marquez Callaway all on by. So uh, his options were a little bit limited uh, in this matchup. So I also like Dak. You know, we have a little bit of intel. We got the 10 points going to Josh, zero points on Smoothie's side. But I think I would have went with Dak to the future uh, regardless. So give me Josh. In our next matchup, we have Boner Jams 03 taking on the GNTs. No, Kelly Clarkson! Trey is favored by a lot of points. You're currently projected for about 98, while Trey's up at a normal 116. We've had a couple of your guys' players go already. You got to be liking Trey's chances in this one, right? Live projections have me at 87 points and Trey at 132. 
Um, even before this, though, I had some bye weeks. I've got Kamara, Debo Samuel, both on bye. Yeah. And I'm, my team's not deep. Um, Devontae Smith had a rough game. Miles Sanders had a rough game. The Eagles struggled as a whole. So, yeah, I'm probably going to my ass kicked this week. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, who knew this was going to be the Leonard Fournette week? You got two rushing touchdowns and over 100 yards uh, from scrimmage in that matchup on Thursday night. Every week coming is going to be the Leonard Fournette, just <laughs> FYI. Like, they don't even... There's not even any hiding anymore. Like, it's the biggest honey dick of the year was Rojo looks good in training camp. He looks so much better than Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is just, I just watched him just yeah. get stuffed to the goal line twice and then just blow through four dudes in the end zone. Like, he really is that tough runner mm-hmm. that really complements Tom Brady better than Ronald Jones does. And he doesn't fumble the ball. He, there's not really that fear. So, yeah, Ronald Jones is going to be. Not only that, Gio Bernard. Oh, he's going to be our passing down back. He only plays on two-minute drills. Leonard Fournette literally is on the field for everything else. Correct. But for this matchup, uh, I also like Trey, even before the uh, Thursday night game. Next matchup, just here, no fine. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Takes on the Tinker Stinkers. It was a one-line, one-horn flying for the people. Wayne is favored by about 18 points. Who you got? I have Wayne. I have Wayne to win this one. Even with the Thursday night going the way it is, uh, he's rolling out Trevor Lawrence, but he's got Hopkins, he's got Cup, Connor. I think Carson, he's going to switch out at some point. I don't think that Carson's going to start this week. Is he going to start this week? I don't know if he's going to start this week. But he's going to need to replace him if he doesn't. But he's got Singletary, he's got some other guys. So give me Tinker Stinkers to continue their winning ways. Yeah, not 100% sure on Chris Carson, but a couple of Wayne's guys had floor performances last week. You know, obviously Hopkins has been dealing with the ribs, but he's going to continue to get healthy. Cup had a floor performance. Travis Kelsey had a floor performance. Thielen had a floor performance. Jacksonville hardly utilized LaVisca Chenault, so they're obviously without uh, DJ Chark. So maybe maybe that turns around and he gets a few targets, but I like Wayne in this matchup. Dan Arnold to the moon. <laughs> Next matchup, Meaty Clackers takes on the Vinegar Strokes. Currently, Brandon is favored in this matchup heavily as Nate's got a couple of buys he's dealing with. Uh, who do you like? got to be Brandon, but I want to see what Nate does to change some of these. So he's obviously going to replace Hubbard with McCafferty, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. So that's going to throw this projection completely out of whack because currently Yahoo has Hubbard at two and McCafferty at 20. So uh, I like the vinegar strokes to win the upset. I think if he gets McCafferty in there, I think McCafferty could have a huge day. So give me the vinegar strokes. The vinegar strokes. You're pandering. Are you trying to get back on the Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast? Is that what this is? I believe what I believe, man. Because I assume it's working. I'm playing Beisner in Taco Corp currently right now. I actually had a decent night thanks only to Antonio Brown, but it's fine. But yeah, I agree with you. I think he will plug in uh, Christian McCaffrey. And if Dalvin Cook doesn't go for Brandon, Nate has Alexander Madison. He'll plug in on his side. But he has Miko Hardman. He has Tim Patrick, Sony Michelle, Evan Ingram, guys he can plug in in place of Kenny Galladay, who is currently doubtful to play. So the floor is just higher. He's got Jamar Chase. He has C.D. Lamb. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey or Chuba Hubbard. One of those guys is going to have a fine day. Darren Waller, Lamar Jackson. I think this is an easy one that Yahoo currently has wrong. Give me Nate. All right, in our second-to-last matchup, we have Otterjob, our defending champ, Albert. Taking on Peeping Tomlinson. And Albert is favored to win by about, what is that, 16 points. Who do you got? I got Albert. Got Otterjob winning this. Kyler against Cleveland. Uh, We'll see what happens. I'm a little 
down on Metcalf. Evans obviously had the low, low floor performance. But I like Gaskin against Jacksonville. I like Fant against Las Vegas. I like Deontay Johnson against Seattle. I like some of his flex guys, people down the list. I like Waddle to get right this week with Tua coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, give me uh, give me out job to take out this win. Yeah, and on the other side, uh, Julian's without Saquon Barkley. Obviously, his ankle's about three times as big as it probably should be. I think this is an easy one. Going with the defending champ to move to three and three. It's it's tough that Saquon Barkley's dies couldn't help him from rolling his ankle up, right? I mean, I know, I know we talked about injury, and, but I know his legs are so powerful that it's unfortunate that he couldn't help him from getting lower lower body injuries. Sorry, I'm just. You hate I, to talk about players and injuries at all. But I don't honestly, want him to get injured either, but he just tends to get. He just has this bad luck and this way of getting hurt. Like this is completely a fluke. He rolled. He like stepped on someone's foot. Yeah. Like it's. I've done that a million times in the last three days on my daughter's toys. So I, I get it. Like one in there. Like Saquon, maybe spend less time on your quads and more time on your ankles. Maybe, maybe a little more time. Give them a little bit of attention. I feel like there's not a lot of elasticity down there. He's he's a fast healer though. He's a fast healer, so good for him. He'll be back soon because he's a fast healer. I have heard that before. What does that even mean? I think he drinks milk straight from the cow. I think that's what that is. I thought you were going to say milk straight from the. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's getting some some of that sweet, sweet Cambodian milk that... I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. All right, in our main event, the banana stand is back. In the marquee matchup, I'm taking on Inglorious Bastards. Jason is currently favored to win by Yahoo Projections by about a solid two points. Matt, who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, currently, Baz Yotis has a 52% win rate, 52% win projection. You have a 48% win projection. Uh, you had a decent night at a Hertz tonight. And oh, looking yes. down your roster, what do I expect to happen? Hmm. You got a COVID-19 designation at your running back spot. You need to deal with that. And I think if you deal with that, you'll be back on the plus side of this projection. Give me the banana stand to win. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I just saw Damian Williams before I went into work is on the COVID-19 list. So he's Myers. not going to be playing this week. But I have another running back, Jacoby Myers. He's a running back for New England in the sense that he is their running game. He catches all of the short passes for Mac Jones. So I'll probably plug him in. This is only half PPR, but those catches are still going to be worth a lot more than say Damian Harris's, you know, 12 carries for 43 yards. Yeah, also going with the banana stand. Suck it, Jason. Any further comments on my team, my hair, my complexion, my biceps? Hair looks good. You got faded up recently, I can see. I did. How often do you get faded up? Once a week? Because of my work schedule, I work uh, five on, three off. It ends up being like once every nine or 10 days. So just shy of once every two weeks, just because I don't like getting in the middle of my work weeks. How much is your barber charging you? Keep you looking fresh. I think it's fifteen dollars. Colorado prices. California's triple that, and is I it? don't look nearly as good as you do. Yeah, I pay about thirty something for my hair. Damn. Yeah, you look you look good, man. You should be tipping your barber fifteen dollars for that fifteen dollar haircut. No. What do you tip <laughs> him? What do you tip him? The I round it out. I make it. A, I make it an even twenty. So five dollars. What would that be? Thirty three percent. That's no. That's fifty. Hold on. That's twenty percent. That's twenty percent. Matt, I, I'm going over scientific notations. I'm not in charge <laughs> of the Air Force's, whatever you're in charge of. I All I do is sell water treatment, man. I'm, actually, we do a lot of chemistry and math equations. It's kind of 
ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so good for you. You look good. Also, your glasses are throwing me off because they're reflecting the screen. You look like a fucking matrix. You look like Morpheus from the Matrix. I can't see your eyes. <laughs> I'm just the whole time. I'm like red pill, blue pill. I like it that way. All right, that's all we got. Any final thoughts here, Matt? So I wanted to uh, see if you were aware of something. Um, I, I didn't know that you knew this. You might have. Uh, did you know that my penis was in the Guinness Book of World Records? I was not aware. I was not aware of that. I mean, it was in there until a librarian asked me to pull it out, but <laughs> for, for a good couple of minutes, it was uh, it was in there. Those are good. I like this. The penis and the, that's the best. I, I, I should have ended. I might just not include the second and the third. I one. wouldn't don't include the second, third. Just let, just let that one roll out. And I think I will include what we just said about the second and third one. That way no one will know if they listen this, this long. It's even better. What were they talking about? Is that the end? Let me listen to the end. Tweet me at Graham, the man 69. If you want to hear the two jokes that did not make the cut, I'll be happy to tell you them. Hopefully better delivery. So they'll make your cut of your day. Yeah. The jokes were about a six or seven. The delivery about a three. If you got to you got to be a little more convincing with the delivery, man. Delivery was good on the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, that was good. That was a good joke. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Good luck this weekend. And we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Say I'm a bye.